The deal we thought would be done by now, Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, seems to have fallen completely apart thanks to a big extension for R.J. Barrett and coaches, scout, executives, all talk in the NBA offseason survey. Are the Warriors being disrespected? We're going to talk about it right now on the Wednesday Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Oh, yeah, middle of the week, Wednesdays here, and we are ready to talk about the NBA. Locked on NBA, free, fresh, daily for you, your team every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And on Wednesdays, we are your two regular co hosts. I'm John Corrales at John underscore Corrales on Twitter, and I host the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. I am happy to be back and talking NBA in the offseason. Also, nice Roddy Piper shirt there. Got to give the hot rod his due, man. Always love. I, I think I might love Roddy Piper more for what he did after wrestling than he did uh, in, oh, you're in being wrestling. A big movie fan? Oh, yeah. And, they, and they Live classic? They, they Live. I have referenced the They Live. Uh, I referenced it in a piece on uh, Boston Sports Journal, the uh, the uh, I'm all out of bubblegum uh, line is it's just the line. It's one of the all-time classic. Uh, yeah, it's an all-time classic it's... line. But John I, Carpenter, I also... Keith David, yeah. that movie's awesome. <laughs> I also uh, loved uh, Roddy Piper in the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as the maniac, uh, which just just a few a few episodes, but he was just so mwah, chef's kiss perfect. So big fan of Roddy Piper. I miss him. Hey, All right. Let's, okay. Before uh, wait, hold, hold, I got another yeah, Roddy. Two more things here. You got me talking about this. Have you, uh, so here's a movie and to all the listeners, if you want to see the weirdest movie ever, it's called hell comes to Frogtown. And I have not seen that. If you could track this down, I might have a DVD of it like hidden somewhere <laughs> in a box. It's like the most ridiculous. I just go look it up, right? Like I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Um, yeah, it's worth trying to find that ridiculous movie. Hell comes to Frogtown? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get a text from you later tonight, and you're going to be like, you're going to like have Wikipedia this to try and see like what the premise is, and you're going to be like, wh- like whoa. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll make a mental note of Hell comes to Frogtown. Uh, in the meantime, we've got to talk about the hell that has become oh, the yeah. – Donovan Mitchell trade, which was all but all but done. Everybody thought it was done. Donovan Mitchell to New York. It makes the most sense. We've said it. Everybody said it. You can't talk about the NBA kiss. without saying that. You know, they, absolutely. They just need to kiss. That was the 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 network embraced your analogy <laughs> of the Knicks and Donovan Mitchell just needing to kiss, and uh, basically the Jazz were told to kiss off. When R.J. Barrett got a monster rookie extension, and now that means that if he is going to be included in a trade to Utah, that now creates a what's known as a poison pill, which for short, short version for people who don't know or care to get into collective bargaining agreement, minutia is because it's a rookie extension, uh, it's the outgoing salary of what the, the Knicks are have to match because you have to match salaries is much lower than what the Jazz have to match. It's just a different, it's two different numbers. And so that makes it very incredibly, horribly difficult and now must include a third team. I, Jake, think that this is the Knicks calling Danny Ainge's bluff. 
and I, I went on locked on Knicks, and I told those guys, Danny Ainge will walk away. He's not afraid to walk away. Don't think that you guys have all the leverage. He does not feel threatened by keeping Donovan Mitchell. He's not afraid of things getting uncomfortable, and this is what's going to happen. Donovan Mitchell probably going to start the season now in Utah. Yeah, he's definitely going to start the season in Utah. I think that's safe to say here. But let me ask you this, right? Is this so much the, the Knicks walking away from this, or is this maybe just the Jazz weren't that interested in R.J. Barrett in the first place, given everything kind of what they're going through with their rebuild, all of that? Like, do they were they really that interested in him? Does he fit the timeline of a complete teardown, given that he's going to be on his second contract at this point, making a good bit of money, though I don't think that contract is horrible for him, maybe a slight overpay right now. It just doesn't seem like that, that would be the guy. Like, they, It feels like they would covet picks and future flexibility over a young potential all-star right now. They have that in Donovan Mitchell, who's not a potential all-star, is an all-star star right i feel like i think i feel like danny ainge wants it all like he, he just did the Fair rudy enough. gobert trade i think he just did you know he just did the rudy gobert trade um which was just a monster overpay by the the timberwolves and i think he just wants something similar as i said on that locked on Knicks podcast danny ainge doesn't just want to win trades he wants a 40 point blowout win of the trade. He wants to, he wants people to react like they did when he traded Gobert to Minnesota. Have, have everybody say the Timberwolves gave up what? How many? What? Um, and so I feel like the Knicks said, hey, you're getting RJ Barrett and we value him very highly. And if if you're getting that, you're not getting all of these picks. And if you're if you want all of those picks, then you're not getting RJ Barrett. And Danny Ainge, I'm guessing, said, well, I want both or nothing. And so the Knicks said, all right, fine. We're going to, we're going to give our guy the extension and you can, you can piss off. So that that's how I feel like it went out. They weren't going to give Danny Ainge everything. Yeah, sure. That's just, I think, you know, to an extent, right? Like standard negotiation on, on how all of this stuff goes. You're going to have one guy ask for the world and then you've got to kind of come down and do other stuff. And that's proven to be, you know, the reason he isn't there just yet. I do wonder though, if a deal can still get done without RJ Barrett being in there. Would the Utah Jazz in the end, if you have to accept an offer for him, say around the trade deadline, and then they're like, we're going to move him at this point. Would they be interested in RJ Barrett or two more picks, let's say? And it feels like it's the picks. So while this maybe mm -hmm. presents a breakdown in negotiations right now, I don't know if it's going to prevent a trade from happening in the future. And maybe in a sense, the poison pill doesn't come into play because maybe the Knicks looked at this and realized, Jazz don't want him. Let's just give him the extension right now. And then we can also go to RJ Barrett, right? And be like, we chose you over Donovan Mitchell. And what does that say to him? And how does that empower him? And does that make him feel good? Because these guys have egos with all of this, right? I think there's something to be said with all of the teams tr potentially trying to trade for Kevin Durant of like the Celtics going to Jalen Brown and being like, we chose you over Kevin Durant, right? Like right. that stuff matters with some of these players, I think, and with some of these teams. So I wonder if that's also partially in play with this. And they still know they can get a deal done later because maybe the Jazz just don't really want to go through this R.J. Barrett thing and then have to re and realize they have to trade him in a couple more years because he's on his second deal. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent towards the end of all of that, right? And then you're going through this whole same process with Donovan Mitchell in like two more years with R.J. Barrett, three more years probably. 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Yeah, look, I, I don't think that the Jazz were coveting RJ Barrett. I don't think they sat there and said, it's got to be RJ um, or no deal. I, I think they want both because Danny Ainge is trying to, I think he's trying to flip a lot quickly. I think he wants a ton of picks um, and he wants a, uh, I, I think he wants the. Yeah, he, he, he wants everything, right? Like that's the smart thing for him to try and ask for. I think this might just be standard n- negotiation, right? I've seen the poison pill th- stuff thrown out and like no one gets dealt on a poison pill deal, right? Like no one. At all. And that's a big part of the problem. I just wonder if that's going to end up maybe not factoring in because, like, I just don't know how much they necessarily covet RJ Barrett. If you can get him, like, sure, do that, right? Because you can always trade him for other stuff later. So it only adds to your haul. Yeah. Sorry. I had a a technical issue that that derailed me there for a second. Um, Yeah. Look, the poison pill contracts are not impossible to trade. They're not. This doesn't make a trade impossible. It makes a trade more difficult. It makes the trade tougher to pull off because you need to now find, as was noted in the ESPN piece, you need to find a place for Evan Fournier to go because once you have the poison pill and you need to do that that thing uh, where you're two, two different matching things, that means now that Fournier's contract has to go to a third team because now the 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 money that's being sent out is okay that matches that side and the money coming into Utah that's that satisfies the thing so now you now you have to find either you got two options if he's going to get to New York one you wait until after you know next July and you do it then and you say hey Knicks, if you want him if you want him out you're going to you know you're going to have to figure something out quickly or you involve a third team and maybe Danny Ainge says, yeah, I got, I don't worry. I can figure out a third team for you. No problem. Maybe he thinks that, or, but again, Danny Ainge, not afraid about something being uncomfortable with his team. He'll work through it. And frankly, if he's looking to tank anyway, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who's not exactly fully involved and may not exactly be, you know, it may not be conducive to winning. He's fine with that too. So like, he say, well, if you keep Donovan Mitchell, you're you're going to win games. Well, maybe Donovan is just going to be like, ah, you know what? I'm I'm just going through the motions now, and you're not going to win those games. I don't think this Jazz team is going to win a ton anyway. So no, yeah. So so also, yeah. Also, that third team music sounds suspiciously like the Lakers at times if they need to make some sort of changes in the future. I mean, they they are. I love that. I just love that you said that. Because they they are they are desperate, and if they say, "Hey, we need shooting," ooh, we can uh, we can we can take Evan Fournier, and we can send out. Maybe they can find a way to send out something uh, that that does that does change a lot of the math on this. But I, I can see. I mean, look, the, the Knicks are going to get involved in a trade. I mean, the, the Lakers are going to get involved in a trade. No matter what, they're always going to be part of the rumor. So basically, this is a big pause button on the Donovan Mitchell trade talks because I don't think anybody else is really going to be diving in but who knows maybe this opens up maybe maybe Miami pops in somehow maybe another team maybe this opens things up for another team maybe that's why Danny Ainge did it he said 
hey, I got I got other other teams here. Everybody's talking about New York, but I, I got I got places I can go with this. So I I just I feel like I do feel like this he should be gone by the deadline. Like I, I at this point, I feel like he should be. But, We're not the only ones who think that, but yes, I agree with you. But like I said, Danny Ainge willing to get uncomfortable. Welcome back. The NBA offseason survey with some interesting choices for best player, best team, NBA champion. And uh, in the NBA Lockdown NBA group chat, a little discussion about the, the Golden State Warriors and uh, a lack of respect, maybe. We'll talk about that in just a second. First, let's talk about Bet Online, uh, which has the Celtics as the front runners for the champ- champs right now. That's the team that I cover. So uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe uh, that's right. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, uh, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, all those combat sports, golf. It's all there. Esports is there. Uh, I mean, betting on esports, I never thought I'd see the day, but here we are. So head on over to the website today. You can use your mobile device to do so. Learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Since we're your team every day on this podcast network, you can check out Locked On Jazz for the latest on the Donovan Mitchell stuff that we talked about. Locked on Knicks, I'm sure we'll have a lot to say there. And all of us across the network, including my Locked on Celtics and Jake's Locked on Pelicans, going strong in the offseason. We're the only ones going this hard in this part of the offseason. Your team is certainly covered very extensively on the Locked on Podcast Network. Now, Jake, I love these offseason surveys. ESPN published the uh, NBA offseason survey. Headline, what coaches, scouts, and execs are watching ahead of uh, this 2022-23 season? Tim Bontemps always does this. He has his straw polls. He's, he does a great job with all of this stuff. Right away, first topic, best player MVP. Lots of love for Giannis and Tentacumpo. Giannis getting 11 votes for best player, seven votes for um, – I'm sorry, uh, that's the best – it's five votes for MVP. So. Runaway for best player, Steph Curry is next with three. LeBron has one vote. And then MVP, it's Giannis with five votes, Luka with four, Embiid with four, Curry with one, John Moran with one. What do you think? I mean, yeah, probably. Like, that. Yeah. this seems right. Like, yeah, you, you know, Giannis is uh, pretty good. I think it's safe to say that, right? Like, he's yeah, he, he's awesome. Player. Yeah, he, he does things that no one else can really do. You know, I, I, I'm a little shocked at... The lack of, I don't want to say respect, right? Votes for maybe a guy like Jokic in there is a two-time MVP, but hasn't had some of the postseason success, which is probably what's holding him back from being higher up on that list. It seems like there's just a vote for LeBron because, yeah, someone's going to do it until LeBron is probably out of the league. Curry, Steph Curry, that's the only thing that really jumps out at me is maybe you'd expect to see a guy like Jokic in there, given we've never really seen a big man pass like that. And back-to-back MVPs is pretty good, too. But I got no problem with with Giannis in there. You could vote for, like, probably two, three, four guys, and I'd feel comfortable 
with that. And given that he's a big man that plays like that, right, and no one can stop him, yeah, right. sure. I, I, everyone would pick him to probably start a team with. Absolutely. I think he's he's the runaway guy for sure. I like the Jokic point because it brings up that, yeah, he's an MVP. He's obviously a tremendous player. But I wonder if people have, have this bias towards the face-up guys because Giannis, as big as he is, is a face-up guy. And you say best player, the bigs tend to f- – even a big like Jokic who passes and is a you know back-to-back MVP and all of that and deservedly so. I do wonder if there's that bias of, well, yes, but you still have to give him the ball. Uh he does bring the That's ball. Fair. Up, but you know, bigs have always given that gotten that little bit of a a, a knock where you got to give him the ball. He can't bring it up. He can't do the things himself. So the best player, the best overall player is the guy who can face up and break you down and stop and pop and get by you and dunk on you. Like those tend to, so when you look at best players, Giannis, Steph, LeBron, all the guys who catch and face up, even though the MVP, you throw Embiid in there very close for the MVP, right? So now he, it's not that people dis, discount a, a big's importance, even though Jokic isn't in the MVP. I think I think the Jokic maybe I think people are like, okay, we gave him two. People lose their minds a little bit over the two that he got. Fine. Well, we're, we're, I think everybody, all the voters will go a different ready. direction here. We're all ready to move on. The fatigue is there. Uh, I think it's some of it. Again, I think probably the lack of postseason success is hurting him in this too, right? They've made sure, one Western sure. Conference finals with him and they got run out by the Lakers yeah, in the bubble. I don't like know that, how it, fair that is though, because like, no, it's probably know, not. It's not his fault that, that Murray's been hurt and that, uh, you know, Porter was, you know, hurt. And like, I think, I think if anything, I look at what Jokic did on that team postseason wise and say, if they didn't even have, if they didn't have him, they might not have even gotten to the postseason. Never mind. Be what were they? Four seed, five seed, like that. That's like, I, I, I don't think the postseason stuff hurts him, like it would. Like Joel Embiid, I think has more of a po- postseason lack of success hurts Joel more than it hurts Jokic. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know that. I'm just trying to rationalize it in some capacity for him not to get one vote in there. I think is a little surprising. And this is like a small sample size, right? We got 15 votes here. This is yeah. not like the the NBA GM survey where they have to fill it out and can't vote for their guys, which will come a little bit later too. Um, but I bet it'll pr- mirror this pretty well too. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that the fatigue, the 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 Jokic fatigue, is there, and we'll see that. Best player in five years, still Giannis. Luca in there, and this is Jason Tatum's lone appearance. People saying that uh, a couple people saying Jason Tatum will rise to best player in five years. Luca slowly working his way up these charts, though. He's he's six votes for best player in five years, and four votes for the MVP. I mean, he's in there. People starting to give Luca a little bit more respect um, as far as that goes. So. <laughs> It's it's kind of funny because in the same survey, and we'll get to this, right? Like they were voted as having the worst off season. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like he's look. If they're good, it almost feels like these these people, right? Who who they used for all of this are going to give him a ton of credit for it, probably deservedly so. Sure. Given that sure. they lost uh, Hardaway and all of that, so it's kind of funny to see all that. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of like the early voting. You, you get the you get the sense of how some of these people are 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 throwing their I mean these aren't people who are going to vote but you get a sense of how the league 
is is feeling getting into the season and you know the, the voters talk to these people and oh yeah totally. sense, you know so they get a sense of what you know this this kind of mentality will start to permeate the media i think i think the media will uh start to mirror some of these things uh so yeah so luca like you said they're setting up luca to be like, hey, Dallas actually didn't have a good offseason, which we all know. They, they took a step play. back and and yeah. look at him carrying them. Also, it was Brunson, not Hardaway, but point point remains there. Yeah, it's right, set right. up to kind of like build the the narrative for him of like, right. oh, this team regressed. This team took a step back. Look at what he's doing now. Right, right. So if they if they do take a step forward or at least stay the same, then you're gonna see that that's why he will start to get some some votes. That chatter will still be out there. Um, I will, I will go, go to bat for my guy, Jason Tatum. I, no, not a single uh, person said Tatum will get any MVP consideration there. Um, which look, you look, you get Steph Curry, John Morant. I like the John Morant stepped in there. Like jaws is getting his due. Uh, I love that jaw is starting to rise like he is in a small market, like Memphis fun team over there. I really do like that. So that's going to be fun. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess, I guess with so few votes, you can only go with so many guys, right? Giannis. Yeah. Giannis. These are all legit people. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to go too crazy about being disrespected. Maybe, maybe the warriors are the ones who got disrespected. That's, that's the question. <laughs> that's the question. Uh, let's, let's take a second here and uh, we'll come back here with the, the warriors uh, being disrespected here. First, I want to thank everybody for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We've got great podcasts across the network, uh, including uh, NFL is coming up. So there's Locked On NFL and all of your NFL teams. If you're a, a basketball fan that hasn't gotten to the other elements of our network, there's Locked On on the NFL side. There's hockey. So there's the NHL side. There's baseball, MLB. We're starting to get, you know, we're getting into September. So playoff uh, time is, is coming. So check out all your favorite teams across all sports on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So we have a, a little kind of group chat for the Lockdown NBA hosts. And when this, when this survey came out, it was like, hey, look at this. This is a lot. We can all talk about this today on the network. We all have something to talk about. And... Our host Cyrus locked on uh, Warriors was like, "Oh, oh, I will be talking about this. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I will be talking about this uh, because the votes for the West champs are Clippers eight votes, Suns three, Warriors three, the reigning champion Warriors three votes for Western champions, and for NBA champions, Clippers are the favorites with five votes, with the Bucks and Celtics behind." at four votes each and the golden state warriors at two votes each jake we'll play real or fake right now <laughs> we'll play our, our regular wednesday real or fake jake this is a smack in the face of the defending champion golden state warriors 
No, no, it's not. That that's fake. A little bit of disrespect. Yeah, I can I can buy that. But like burying them, they're dead, right? No, I I love Cyrus, right? I love that we have all these different hosts that take different approaches to things. I try and be somewhat balanced on Locked On Pelicans, just like you do on Locked On Celtics. I know, and then Cyrus is like an unabashed Homer yeah. on Locked yeah, yeah. On Warriors. Any little slight, right? This is like Michael Jordan making things up that people said about him just to give himself right. some extra motivation to go out and destroy this random dude in a game because otherwise he wasn't like mentally up for it. That's that's kind of how I see this. Um, look, there's definitely a little bit of disrespect there. We probably wrote the Warriors off a little too soon this past year, hence with them winning the title again. But I mean, when you look at this, when you start to kind of look at the favorites and things like that, it's, you know... I, I got no complaints about, you know, some of these teams here. I would say, you know, I wouldn't really put the Phoenix Suns over the Golden State Warriors, right? It's Clippers with eight votes, Suns with three, Warriors with three, Nuggets with one. It probably should be Golden State behind the Clippers by a, a decent bit, I think, ahead of the Suns. That's my real complaint. Like, But, you know, is tied for second a huge slap in the face? Pro- probably not. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's also faked. I think, I think to me, and I said this in our in our chat. I think it boils down to very simply, it's hard to repeat. So if you say, "Well, look, the Warriors just won a championship," it's hard to repeat. So I'm not going to pick them to win again. And Kawhi's back. Kawhi's back. Paul George is back. Like they're healthy. Theoretically, will they stay healthy? I don't know. But w- when you get Kawhi back after all this time off and You'd think, hey, he's fresh. He's ready to go. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of momentum there behind the Clippers. I don't know if I'm if I look at the Clippers and we we'll, we'll call it a runaway cuz it's 8 votes to 3. It, it's a runaway. I think that's safe to say. Like it, yeah. it got more than half the votes, right? Like that's a runaway. But do I think the Clippers are going to run away with the West this year? I don't think so. So Is that a team I, you trust at all? No, never. Never. I just yeah, don't trust fair. them to stay healthy. I don't trust them to stay healthy. And it's just, I just never trust the Clippers, no matter what, no matter what. They could be starting, you know, Jesus at point guard. And I'd be like, I don't know, man. This is, <laughs> is something, there's something's always going to go wrong with the Clippers. But no, I, I, I don't trust that Kawhi is going to, or, or Paul George is going to make it through the whole season. It's just always something there. So, um, but, but if you're, if you're looking at the West and you say, of course, the Warriors are going to be very good, but they're a little older. Steph is a little older, and they, you know, they lost some key guys. They lost, you know, they lost an important player in, in Gary Payton, and they they are not the exact same team. So, but you can make you can make strong argument for them going back for sure. You just won the championship. You can always make a strong argument for them to go back. Yeah. You know, unless somebody retires, but. You say, look, Steph is a little older. He's just one year older, another short turnaround. You think that maybe that – so look at the West champs. You can very easily say the Warriors are going to cruise through the first four or five months of the season, and they're probably going to wor- not worry about what seed they get. So, no, I'm not going to pick them to win the West um, necessarily as far as may- maybe they fall into a bad matchup and, and it-, it-, it costs them. So who knows? But I, I still think picking another team and not picking a team to repeat, 
unless that team is full of 24, 25, 26 year olds, and there's not a lot of turnover, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying the Warriors maybe not going to repeat, but they still got votes and going a different way. Not really an issue for me. No, it, 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 and I think people really buy into, you know, what Kawhi Leonard is capable of doing. He's going to be fully healthy. He's going to play like that's that team looks very, very good on paper. You have like a motivated John Wall in there, too. He just talked about kind of how dark the past couple of years have been for him. I'm going to be really interested to see him on that team. There's reason to pick the Clippers, and it's not just sure, disrespect sure. towards Warriors. I loved what Kane Pittman said in there, though, which made me laugh out loud. Literally, LOL'd. He's the host of Locked On Bucks. He's been on here before, too, where he's like, uh, I hate to tell you, Cyrus, it's not disrespect that they didn't get votes to win the East because they can't. like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty it. good. I love it. To win the East, Milwaukee Bucks seven votes, Boston Celtics seven votes, Miami Heat get one vote. So, kind of what I mean. Obviously, I I have a, a better working knowledge of the Celtics, so I I have a feeling, have a good feeling about this team winning the East. Milwaukee is right there. I think they're going to be so dangerous. We just talked about Giannis. How yeah, we just talked about be. him. You know, so like if he's going to be that good, then Milwaukee's going to be that good. Uh, Philly not getting a vote. Uh, Miami only getting one vote, I think, is is interesting. It just sheds a little bit of light. Like, to have basically the Bucks and Celtics split the vote, and Miami got one, but uh, to to not have Philly in there, to like, I just wonder how much people are buying into their their off season. You know, it's interesting. It, it depends on like what version of James Harden are you going to get. It does seem like he's kind of more motivated this off season than he has been in a past. In the past, I'd probably have done this vote almost exactly the same. I'd probably put Philly with that like one vote instead of Miami. I don't really trust that Miami team that much. I didn't think they looked particularly amazing despite being the one seed last year. And the fact that they're kind of desperate to add another star and upgrade their roster probably kind of gives you a, a good preview into kind of how they're thinking about their own team too, too, even if it is kind of the Miami way of doing things. But Duncan Robinson hasn't kind of been the player that we expected. Same for Tyler Hero at times. That really hurts them, I think. Philly, it's probably just, it's similar to how you feel about the Clippers, right? People just don't trust them. Yeah. Like, who knows necessarily what you're going to get out of Joel Embiid in the postseason? What are you going to get out of Harden? That seems to be – they're just not getting the benefit of the doubt like some other players. Like, Kawhi's getting a huge benefit of the doubt here, right? Like, that's yeah. what he's getting. But he's won a title, multiple titles, been finals MVP before. So you give him that. You probably don't give that to James Harden, to Joel Embiid just yet. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, let's let's want to rapid fire through the rest of these questions and uh, quick 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 one sentence thoughts. Let's just go through all of these. Uh, best rookie in five years, uh, Bancaro and Holmgren split the votes. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's it, I guess the the Chet injury kind of really colors that one a good bit. It's definitely Bancaro. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd probably vote for Bancaro just just the little bits that I that I've seen. I know that I'm not. Uh, I'm not going neat, so crazy deep into their their scouting, but so uh, which team will Kevin Durant be on the day after the trade deadline? 13 votes. He stays with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, considering that they're just signing. Uh, was it Markeith Morris? That yeah. uh, it seems like they're trying to build around KD. It, it, I'm, I'm going to guess the same thing that he just sticks it out for the year and, and let's see where it goes. They'd have traded him if they could have traded him, right? Uh, 
Donovan Mitchell, the day after the trade, they did this before the RJ Barrett, but they everybody said the Knicks. So that kind of uh, bolsters that that argument. Okay, which team had the best offseason? Celtics had the most votes at six, followed by Philly, Utah <laughs> with two votes each, and then Hawks, Clippers, Knicks, Kings, Wizards all get a vote. Uh, Celtics with uh, six votes. I, I mean, getting Brogdon, getting Gallinari. No, Gallinari just tore his meniscus, but that doesn't seem to be like a horrible injury. But getting Gallinari alone is is probably one of the better pickups of the offseason. I mean, getting it's funny getting when Brogdon. I was getting Brogdon because I was like, what did they do? And then I was like, oh, yeah, they got Brogdon, who fills like a huge need on that roster and just upgrades them and then didn't lose any of their top six guys, eight guys in any yeah. of these deals. That's huge. Uh, so I think that's general. Dallas Mavericks. We just mentioned had the, the, the worst off season, Brooklyn Nets, uh, Charlotte Hornets, Brooklyn Nets, Denver Lakers, Minnesota and Portland all, you know, one vote a piece there. Uh, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas lost Brunson and, and didn't replace him. And so that's why Luca, <laughs> we, we already talked about that. Luca's so most surprising move of the season. Rudy Gobert to Minnesota, runaway winner, 10 votes. Yeah, that's the easiest answer ever. Yes, especially yeah. for six first-round picks. Crazy. I think maybe maybe not so much that Rudy was traded or that he went to Minnesota. It's the deal, the entirety of the deal. I do love that uh, Russell Westbrook still being a Laker got yes. one vote. Yeah, one vote. Just, <laughs> we need to put a sentence here that says something about this. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's it. Those are all the questions here. So uh, just to run down the rest of the surprising, all the one votes, Harden taking a pay cut, uh, Murray, DeJounte Murray to Atlanta, Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics. No huge moves among elite contenders. One vote there. So that's the survey. That's everything. Uh, final word, Jake. I don't know actually if the Dallas Mavericks had the worst offseason, but I don't love what they did either. I think that actually is the one thing that surprised me the most of they like kind of in a sense ran away with it. They had double the votes over anyone else. I actually think and this, this almost pains me to say it. Christian Wood might be good for them. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be. He could be. I mean, a lot of people believe in Christian Wood. Um, I think I think <laughs> I think. OK. I think there's a lot of holdover from his early Detroit, like, oh my God, this guy's surprisingly good. And then he just kind of fell into, I don't want to say obscurity, but people, people remember him from being surprisingly good. And then he kind of fell, you know, people didn't really see a whole lot of him and they still remember him as being surprisingly good. So they always, that's always going to follow him as the, Hey, what about Christian Wood? So I think there's, there's that. He puts up stats, right? I don't know if those are stats that translate to winning. That's a big question mark I have around him. You can put up numbers on a bad Rockets team, on a bad Detroit team, right? I don't know if that's going to translate to a team like that. But if it does, uh, yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good pickup for him. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe it will be. Um, I, I mean, I might vote for Brooklyn just because of how everything just went. Nothing has – it was weird. It was a weird – they had the weirdest offseason. All that, all that really came out is Kevin Durant would like Steve Nash and Bobby Marks fired, and they're both, and all three of them are still there. So that yeah. seems great. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So all right, that's the survey. That's the podcast. Thanks to everybody who watches and listens to the show on Wednesdays, where we host. I'm John Corrales, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales.
And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. The show is free. The show is daily. It's everywhere you get your podcast. It's also on YouTube. Subscribe there. Give it the thumbs up. Comment. Let us know what you think. Play our real or fake game on Wednesdays. Do all of that stuff. Share the podcast. Tell your friends, family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching. The Locked On NBA podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.